0: Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, the show all about Nintendo and friendship. I am excited because tonight we are going to be talking about some interesting topics regarding a not, Ninten- uh, not Nintendo game, but that affect the entire industry. We're talking about, is Baldur's Gate 3 too good? Is it an unrealistic standard to hold the industry to? Micah, are you ready to dive? Into this topic? Yup. everybody. This is going to be an interesting episode. Uh let's just let's just jump into it. This whole conversation started around a series of tweets made by different industry insiders for video game development and journalism. And we have a tweet here that kind of kicked off the conversation. It says like a lot of people I am deeply excited about what the loving folks at Larian accomplished with Baldur's Gate 3, but I want to gently, preemptively push back against players taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism or a raised, quote, raised standard to RPGs going forward. Uh, here's another. Here's another one. In reply to that, this is a great thread about why using a singular game to set expectations for everyone developing titles in a genre isn't useful and is instead foolhardy. And how about this reply? I would not be surprised if this was more dev effort than the next two or three games in the genre combined. It's rock star level nonsense for scope. Only few, a few studio groups could even try this. I cannot wait to play, but this kind of effort likely won't be replicated this decade Hart, Micah, I just want to hear right, right off the bat, what are your thoughts on this, man? Like, what what do, what, do you think?
1: I mean, it sounds like these people are making very reasonable points.
0: You agree with these points? Yeah. I completely disagree with these points. <laughs>
1: really? I,
0: I think it's a little weird for people to come out and be like... Hey, we shouldn't be holding games to this high of a standard.
1: I mean, do you expect every open world game to be Tears of the Kingdom?
0: Is it wrong for me to expect every? Yes. Why? I, 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 this not, is going oh, to be an interesting that...
1: episode if this is how this is going to go. Because <laughs> not everyone's that good. Also, not everyone has that kind of budget. And I know Larian actually isn't like a huge studio. Yeah. So it's extra impressive by what they've done. But you can't can't expect everyone to do the best that's ever been done up to that point, essentially. Like if someone makes like, not that I 100% agree, but lots of people are essentially saying Baldur's Gate 3 is the best RPG like this ever made. So now suddenly every game is supposed to be the best ever made from this point on. It's unreasonable.
0: I, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. And I feel like that's fair. Uh, but I think coming out with this attitude of we shouldn't be holding games to this high standard is a bad look. I don't think that that's something you should be like <laughs> telling your audience. Don't expect us to make good products. Like I, I just
1: don't <laughs> expect us to make the best product ever made. There's a difference.
0: I just feel like you want to make the best product ever made,
1: and and but there can only be one best ever made.
0: Yeah, but that's what you should be aiming for. Shoot for that. Why not?
1: It's that they're not aiming for that. They just know they're not going to hit it.
0: Yeah. See that that I think is a bad attitude to have. And if you're coming out and being like, "Oh well, please don't expect." us to be this good because you know we're you think the
1: Nickelodeon all-stars were like hey this is the next Smash Brothers game when they're developing it I certainly hope not because it definitely was not going to be that you gotta have realistic expectations
0: yeah but they didn't come out and tell people that they shouldn't be compared to Smash Bros they never did that nobody came out and be like hey well
1: This is no Smash Bros. Ultimate, so you know these people aren't giving specific games. They're not like, "Hey, this game that I'm about to make, don't don't compare it to Baldur's Gate." They're just saying, "Hey, we all know this game is super fantastic. Don't say future games that people have worked very hard on are terrible because they don't live up to the greatest ever made." And I think that's very reasonable. I
0: don't think I don't think this is something you need to like the, that a developer needs to be out here publicizing. I I feel like people okay well I I f- it feels defensive. It doesn't feel good to me as a consumer for people to be coming out here and going this game is so good that I don't I, I, I want to preemptively push back. There's like their words. I want to preemptively push back and say, hey, don't compare us to this because we're not going to be able to hit this standard. But
1: I think they said a push back against people who will criticize future games. So they're essentially pushing back against people who are like, hey, this game isn't as good as Baldur's Gate, so it's not a good game. Kind of a thing, which I feel is reasonable.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like that's... I feel like that's just like throwing in the towel early. I, 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 I just think that as you know, hey, we're, we we make a product here. It's a podcast, and I'm not going out here and going like, hey, so this is no. Uh, I I don't know who who are we gonna compare ourselves to here? Who are we gonna make look real good? Uh, There's no
1: baller's speed of podcasts currently is the problem.
0: Hey, us over here, we're no all end, a Nintendo podcast. You know, we're not interviewing developers and putting together extremely well thought out lists. So don't compare us to those guys. We don't do that. Actually. We, we don't come out and say things like that because maybe we're trying we to make, we're trying to make the best thing that we can make. And, and, coming out and telling your consumers don't compare us to XYZ preemptively is weird. I, I don't like it. That's me. We got a comment in the chat from Third Star Small. It says, I don't think this makes any sense if you look at it in terms of overall quality. It might be fair to say that not every game needs to have all its cutscenes not just voice acted, but motion captured. There's a difference between how good a game is and what level of detail it has in one aspect.
1: I don't quite understand that comment. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to lie. Oh, so there's, there's not a difference. I mean, can, between... I mean, you can
1: put a lot of detail and effort into a game, but that won't necessarily make it good. While some more simplistic games are also really good, without all that extra stuff ah uh, okay so this is idea. more this
0: is more on the like level of detail and quality
1: per game i i see what you're saying yeah.
0: now sam that make that makes sense
1: yeah i mean and not every studio can put that amount of effort into one of their games and like one of the other comments earlier mentioned like if every like new studio attempts to make a game of this caliber and they put in this much effort and it doesn't do well then they're toast they're out of the business right and you have to have at least a decent starting to be able to put a group together that can make a game with this level of detail and effort and whatnot.
0: I, I, uh, I agree. I, I just also feel like there is a group of studios that we should be holding to this standard. And I feel like that's the triple a developers, which a lot of these comments are coming from triple a, uh, game devs and companies. um, I think there's like an unspoken rule that we don't hold indie titles to this same standard, right? And, and I think there's like there's like that brand new, like small, like indie, indie being like small teams, you know, uh, these tiny dev studios of 50 or less people on, on a team making a game and then even these like mid tier, which I would consider Larian to be kind of mid tier. It's not like they're not like a triple a game studio, but they're like not an indie studio. You know, they're like in between. Yeah. And so I feel like we can hold the triple a game studios to this high standard. They have the budget. They have the talent. They have the means. So, so I, I just feel like we should expect Better things from from game developers. Can every game be the best in the genre? No. But I think we should expect studios at that like top tier for budget and caliber to provide at least good content in those regards. Because there's been so many games recently that have just been major flops from... Big name studios, right? I, I like right off the bat. You got like Cyberpunk. Um, we had Redfall. Um, to some extent, Pokemon. Right, like it didn't flop, but it's like look at look at the state of that game. Look at the state of these huge companies and their games. And then for them to come out and be like, "Don't compare us to this." It's just it just feels. Gross to me.
1: I mean, I can kind of see the argument from like from AAA studios. We should maybe expect more. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I got to say. <laughs> so you, agree, you agree with that point? I i think. I think uh, we're, we're saying at this... the same time. I mean, even AAA studios now—they have so many employees. They're paying so many people to work on a game that if there are delays, it's massively expensive for them so I mean I kind of understand these like studios that they've already put hundreds of millions of dollars into a game and they're like crap we should probably polish it for another six months or something but that's another 50 million dollars they're too bloated I can kind of understand them being yeah exactly I can kind of understand them being like "Okay, well, we we kind of have to push it out now because if we don't get some revenue it's going to be pretty bad
0: yeah, that's where I actually do agree with this last that last tweet that I read off. It's like only a few stu- studio groups could even try this because it, it, you have to hit the sweet spot of not being so big and bloated and having so much oversight and overhead being part of these mega companies. Like Larian's in the the sweet spot, right? But there's a clear different- differential di- differentiation that you can make between uh, a lot of the top-tier released games of 2023. Uh, And you can very clearly see where profit is put above the product, right? And Baldur's Gate 3 proves that you can make, if you focus and put all your love and passion into making the product good, then you're going to see the monetary benefits and if you focus on the monetary it almost never works out in favor of the game itself and and that's where we're seeing practices like loot boxes and uh battle passes live service microtransactions They're, they th- those are all design choices to maximize profit and they almost always make the game experience worse you know I, I can't think of any of those types of mechanics that have been in a game that have been like, "Wow, this game couldn't work without that." Except for Fortnite and the Battle Pass, and I guess in the same vein, uh, Fall Guys and Rocket League. But also, Rocket League worked prior to having a Battle Pass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like it it just feels gross in a lot of these cases. Um, third strongest mole points out here what's weird to me too is that Baldur's Gate 3 is actually a pretty buggy game that's hardly setting an unrealistic standard it's not Bethesda buggy but not Tears of the Kingdom level of wow there are no bugs that's true that's true Tears of the Kingdom is another one where it's like I, I saw that in the conversation as well where it's like well we can't compare every game to Tears of the Kingdom I'm like why not? Don't we want more of that? I I just feel I I feel like I don't like the way this information is presented. You can temper expectations without <laughs> coming out and saying like we're never going to be as good as these guys. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't think maybe these people just know themselves well.
0: They know their studio's trash and they're not going
1: to be able to make a good game. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Just because you can't make essentially one of the greatest games ever made doesn't mean you're a trash studio. And I think that's a real negative kind of thinking that you have to be among the best of the best to be worthwhile. I agree. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say <laughs> I, wasn't, I, I agree wasn't trying with trying them. To, I wasn't trying I was, to say that.
0: <laughs> I only believe that the best studios
1: should survive. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with them like, coming out and like, saying these things necessarily, but I think it's a good thing for people to have in mind. Like, yeah, Don't compare everyone to the best of the best and then be like, hey, these people aren't very good. Why do they even bother, essentially? And then insult them because they aren't incredible and there's the you can still make a great or even just a good a decent game that is worthwhile for people without it being incredible.
0: I think there's an uh, there's an overarching problem above this as well. That, that extends beyond Baldur's Gate 3 and that's that gamers are holding uh AAA studios to a much higher standard than they used to. I mean just look at Bethesda. Just just look at Bethesda and look at like how well received a game like Skyrim was, and how uh games since then have been criticized, even though they're not like too different. I'm I'm opening up a can of worms here, but like look at look at how people reacted to Fallout 76 i've I've seen mixed reviews for Starfield, uh, which just dropped, so I think that's that's real fresh. And yeah, I've, I feel like we've come to expect more from game studios that delivered an amazing product, and it's because of people like the uh, like Nintendo and the Zelda team, and people like Larian and what what they make. They like they... some of these indie
1: teams that put out a really good game, and then people kind of compare like, how come these AAA studios, which have like way more employees and way bigger budgets can't make a much better more polished game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so there there's like a mix here where we do as consumers need to temper our expectations, but at the same time I think it's also on the developers to and and these companies, not the developers specifically, cuz I I think devs are overworked uh especially in these big huge meg companies. But I I, th- I think it's on companies to provide good products for their consumers, and and if you don't do that, and you start to f- fall out of favor with the public, to fix those things instead of doubling down on in, on <laughs> on how you fe- on on how you deal with deal with stuff. It's there. There's a lot of people that will buy to support a series or franchise or or company and um they're going based off pure nostalgia right like and i think i think that that i i, I just gotta come out and say that it's like studios are gonna come and go and these big triple a studios that you think well oh, they'll never fail they they can look at sega they got kicked out of the console market and like majorly downsized to become uh not as top dog developer in a lot of in a lot of ways. So I I just think that it's like the natural course of I I mean we've we've seen companies come and go in the industry but there's just this attitude of of from AAA studios that they're like we can't fail. And it's like no, you definitely can. You definitely can. And That's why you should be working hard to make the best games. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Make the best games that you can make. It might not be Game of the Year like Baldur's Gate 3 will probably be. What do you think? Baldur's Gate 3 or Tears of the Kingdom? Game of the Year. Good question. My Game of the Year is definitely Tears of the Kingdom. But I think what will win... For game of the year, I think Baldur's Skate Three might take they
1: it. Probably will, just because they really love narrative games mm-hmm. for the game of the year. And I mean, Tears of the Kingdom isn't super narrative, true. No, it really isn't. Plus, Boulder Gates on all systems it's on PC. I feel like you practically need that almost, or it certainly helps.
0: Yep. Um, I'm I'm glad I picked it up and I'm I'm playing it. I I do think this is, it's a great game. Um, and yeah, yeah I. I just want to say, I, I don't want to come out here and attack any of these guys that are saying, like, let's temper our expectations. I just think it's a weird... I, I disagree with with the point to do that. Mike agrees, though. So this was a good, nuanced podcast because of that. Sort of. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't even have to try hard to disagree with you this time, so that was nice.
0: And we can agree to disagree. And the, the discourse that came up around this, I think, is just bringing to light Uh, a really good discussion around why can't... uh, Exactly what you said. Why can't AAA Games, or AAA AAA Game Studios, make as good of a quality product as Larian made with Baldur's Gate 3? Why can't we have more Tears of the Kingdom levels of polish? Uh, Where's the disconnects happening? Because people are doing it. People are making Tears of the Kingdom.
1: I think Tears of the Kingdom remember seeing an article where they spent essentially a year just like polishing the game and removing bugs. Yeah.
0: And games it's, are getting bigger
1: as well. Yeah. Games are getting more complicated, harder to make. Sometimes people are a little too ambitious. And then it can issues pop up and it can be very expensive to fix those in large games. You might have to restructure things and it can get real spendy and then you might just have to release the game anyways because you'll go broke if you don't.
0: Yeah. I think that overall the what the, the takeaway from here is that I I would like I I I'm I think it's okay to expect more from companies that are making products that you want to consume. And I I think that that's totally fine. It is okay like people can voice concerns like this, but I feel like that's that Gives the impression that you are throwing in the towel early and are not going to develop the best thing you can make. That's the impression I get from it. But I also see the points, as Micah has pointed out. Speaking of, that's the end of this episode. So, Micah, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Micah Prime. You can find me on um, that one place. Also, YouTube and Twitch, <laughs> Andross1. And you can follow the show, Nintendo Pals, on uh, Twitch, YouTube, and all the social medias. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash where you can be a part of the Patreon Pokey Wrap, where we wrap our thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, which we will end the episode with right about now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. And shout out a over on Patreon.
1: LPD Razor, Retro Logic, Dan, Tim, the Nintendo Dash, Slim, Spider-Chance, Soul Something, Mute of the Game, Little Miss Seven, and Mum.
0: Shouldn't catch them, em, gotta
1: catch em all Gotta catch them all, Patreon Kid, Fiesta, there's Strong, smoke, Adorable, Will, all ancestors. Cosmic, Purple, violet, That Fast John And all the plays too Gotta catch
0: them all, gotta catch them all, yeah. all
1: Gotta catch, em all, yeah. gotta catch em all, gotta catch them all yeah. Gotta catch them all, Patreon Let's
0: get 150 or more At be a Patreon is your destiny